What is up, my friend? Welcome to episode 126 of the Answer John Weeks podcast. And today I thought I'd bring on to uh, a guest to talk about something a lot of people don't talk about, which is water. <laughs> water, crazy, right? I thought that since 60% of the human adult body consists of water, uh, that we should really become more aware of number one, how much water we should put into our bodies. And number two, the quality of the water that we consume. Like, did you know that the brain and the heart are composed of 73% water? Like even our bones consist of 31% water. It's kind of crazy. Now here's the kicker though. Even though water covers 71% of the earth's surface and 60% of the human body, this is crazy. Check this out. 75% of all Americans are suffering from chronic dehydration. 75%. Right? Crazy. So since this show is all about helping you unlock a new level of freedom, purpose, and success, you know, a lot of people listen to the show because they want to embody their potential and increase their profits, which is great. And you may know that I'm all about internal transformation because I believe it's the root of the thing that produces and sustains external transformation results. But I'm here to tell you, like, if you're dehydrated at a cellular level in your body, your body's in scarcity. And if your body's in scarcity at a cellular level, how can you expect yourself to go forth and create and experience an abundant life if at a cellular level, you're not in abundance? I'd have you consider that you can't because how we show up in one area of our lives, how you show up in one area of your life is how you're going to show up in the other areas of your life. I believe when you have the discipline to handle and be responsible for some of the basics of life, like making sure you're hydrated every day, there's a direct correlation on ensuring the other areas of your life are full as well. So if you want to learn how to ensure that you're hydrated and be abundant at a cellular level, uh, we're going to dive into some water today and bring on an expert. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Anthony John Amix podcast. The one and only podcast designed to help you become unstoppable in life and business. My name is Anthony John Amix. My friends call me AJ. And my goal with this podcast is to help you remember who you truly are so you can maintain your center in the chaos, embody your potential, and unlock freedom in your life and business. That being said, let's get into today's show. All right. Welcome back. Today's guest is Marie Gardner. She's a health and hydration coach. She teaches people all about water and she uses antioxidant water to really help her clients neutralize oxidative stress. And we talk about that in this episode uh, and the damage that they experience so they can really reclaim their lives and feel more energetic and just really live better and longer and have a better quality of life. Now, before I bring Marie onto the show, I want to let you know about a free training I put together. It's all about how to rewire and transform your subconscious patterns in 90 days or less. So you can embody your potential and unlock freedom in your life and business. And you can get immediate access to that training over at trainingwithaj.com. There's no opt-in, nothing like that. Simply go to trainingwithaj.com if you want to learn how to take advantage of some unconventional wisdom to really embody your potential and creating life on your terms. Now, with that being said, let's just like bring Marie onto the show. Marie, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me. So I was watching a documentary about water, and I'm excited to have you uh, come here and talk about water. I know here in America, 75% of people um, are dehydrated. <laughs> why in the world, if we're made of like 60% water, why would we allow ourselves to be dehydrated? 
Well, we live in a dehydrating world for sure. Um, there's a lot of sodium in our diets, which definitely plays a role in that. And I mean, if we're reliant on bottled water, we a lot of people can't afford the amount of water that they need to drink. Mm. So tell me more about that. Like, I had no idea people are relying on bottled water. Tell me more about that. In Canada, it's not as predominant, but my main, um, the people I talk to the most are on TikTok, a lot of US citizens, and they drink only bottled water, which mm. blows me away. The, the, they don't have the trust in their tap water, which I understand. Um, even after looking at our own tap water in Canada, um, we've got lead in the closest cities to me are Calgary and Edmonton. And we've got uh, three times as much lead that is legally allowed in the water. Mm. Um, they're finding things naturally occurring, at, um, arsenic in, in tap water. Chlorine actually coincides with 93% of the cancer patients. Um, there was a study done in 2017 where they studied thousands of cancer patients and found that Every one of them were drinking chlorinated water. Now, not to say that, that that's a direct correlation, but it is something to pay attention to. So a lot of people are turning to bottled water thinking it's a better choice. Bottled water is, is not a better choice. Often it's not regulated. Um, our tap water can be as many three or four times a day. Some bottled waters tested if once a year. Mm. And a lot of the times, unless someone gets sick, it's not being tested. So what are some of the impacts of us drinking shitty water? Well, and that's my confusion in learning about all of this too, is they are only basically taking our tap water, but somehow they're ruining our tap water, which actually isn't the worst water. Um, they're filtering it with these massive filters. I know um, Aquafina for one has a five stage reverse osmosis filter. They're taking out anything that could actually be beneficial and selling us essentially dead water. So what you're getting is mineral void water that is extremely acidic. Um, it, it basically, and if you look at a lot of the bottled water, I'm looking at mine here, if you see an ozone on the back of it, what you're looking at is an extremely acidic water, very high in pro-oxidant. Mm. And I deal a lot with antioxidants versus pro-oxidant. And most of our water choices whether it's tapped, filtered, or bottled, are all very powerful oxidants, which think, are causing havoc. And I think when people think of water, I, I assume they're not thinking that water is acidic. I, I've never ever thought about water ever being acidic. So tell me more about like what makes water acidic and what does that do to our bodies? Well, I don't, I don't deal a lot with the alkalinity and the acidity topic on my side of things a whole lot. I would be more than happy to show you what that looks like. But drinking an acidic water, essentially, our body has a very delicate pH. Um, take our, our blood, for instance, is a 7.36. A lot of people like to talk, to, to talk about pH and the idea that you can't change your body's pH. My comeback for that is always, well, why are we also talking about acidosis? You know, if you if you can change to a 7.35 and enter into an acidosis state where your, your blood is technically off the pH and lowered into an acidity, then you can actually balance or slightly raise it. We're not talking about changing your blood alkalinity to 8.5. Yes, that would be very damaging. But even that 0 0.01 of alkalinity versus acidity can make huge differences in your physical state. Um, people 
I am, I deal a lot with my clients with oxidative stress and damage. So what's happening, I wish I could reach all of that. I've got bottles of water right next to me here. Um, what's happening when you're drinking this bottled water, what you're actually causing is more oxidative stress and damage to your system. So this water is and not to go water nerd on you, but what this is doing is it's actually stealing electrons from the oxygen that you're breathing to balance itself. And that's what's called a pro-oxidant. So when you start losing electrons in your cellular system, you get ROS, reactive oxygen species. This is a problem. This is where oxidative damage, oxidative stress is coming from. And it's been my, I've been researching this for about two years. Every age-related illness that I've come across all has roots in oxidative stress, oxidative damage. Everything from type 2 diabetes, cancer. And I mean, this is just a simple Google search. Um, and this water that we're drinking is causing oxidative damage, essentially. What is the impact on like a, a daily, our daily lives of drinking this acidic water? Well, I mean, I was, I was drinking it as well before I, uh, before I started in this whole journey that I'm on now, I was a, essentially a traveling corporate sales trainer. Um, so I would travel around to different dealerships. I was always drinking cause I was top dog. I got to drink the bottled water and I did it too. Um, I was drinking reverse osmosis, uh, because every dealership has that. I was filling my water bottle with my reverse os, with my bottled water. Um, what ended up happening with me was I started with some very, very severe digestive problems. Um, what I'm finding in my research is everything is oxidative stress. Generationally, we can pass on almost an Achilles heel. Um, my father has very bad digestion issues. So when I get a certain amount of oxidative stress or damage, that is where it's going to first, right? Other people may have it in, in different areas of their health or their life. For me, it was, and I won't go too far into that, but very bad digestion. Um, to the point that I was actually going, I went to the hospital uh, before, wow. I, before I went here. And they basically told me I have IBS and uh, digestion issues and just kind of talked to me a little bit more about healthy eating. Um, mm. But then I found antioxidant water and I started to delve a little bit more into that. Um, tried it. It turned out that it really helped me. Um, I actually tried it from a friend of mine. I was on a 30-day water trial uh, within two weeks my digestive issues had pretty much entirely cleared up. And within six months, I decided to devote my life to trying to help other people mm. um, that were feeling the damage of oxidative stress and damage. What is oxidative stress? Can you break that down for just a, I'm just a country boy from Texas. So can you break it yeah. down for, for me that doesn't understand what that is? No problem. So oxidative stress, I mean, if you're talking about how you're going to recognize it, you're going to recognize it in very cloudy brain, um, very low energy. A lot of the times it would be skin issues. When, um, when you get really into it, oxidative stress starts happening when a child is a year old. After they've started breathing for 365 days, uh, two-thirds of our oxygen that we breathe in actually becomes what's called a ROS, or reactive oxygen species. 
it goes into the body and it talks to other cells and it starts fights with them trying to steal an electron so it can balance itself. So they're basically like little troublemakers in the system. Um, so when we breathe, we get it. Um, when we breathe in pollution, smog, uh, cigarette smoke, when we ingest things like, um, like meat, bottled water, uh, pop, things like that, we're, we're increasing our oxidative stress. But mostly, like I'm not a scientist or a doctor, so I'm just figuring this out myself. I would rather have people look at how they feel. If you're feeling really low energy, if you feel like you just can't wake up in the morning or you're napping in the afternoon, your uh, digestion is one of the main, main signals. And I think that's where you're moving from stress to damage, where you're actually going to end up in symptoms. Um, all, all doctors are treating right now are symptoms of oxidative stress. Um, and, and that's really interesting to take it from the symptom and root it back into oxidative stress. When you start neutralizing that, you start to see an alleviation of the symptom, which is really cool. Um, so that's what I focus on predominantly is antioxidant water and oxidative stress. I, I feel, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I have a machine. It's called an ORP. It's a redox meter. If you'd like, I can show you what an oxidant looks like versus an antioxidant. Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do it. I have water with me. Let's see. Can you see this? So this yeah. is a redox meter. Okay. Um, it's an ORP. So it measures the oxidative reduction property is what ORP stands for. So if it's a positive, it's a positive as an oxidant. If it's a negative, it's an antioxidant, meaning that, and so, I mean, we're always looking for antioxidants, right? Everybody, actually, this is an interesting one, Anthony. I don't know if you can see it, but this is a bottle. I don't know if you guys have it in the States. Okay. It's a bottle of Aquafina or um, Smart, Smart Water. Water. Yes, we have that And here. it actually says antioxidants on it. Mm. Um, it. It's got a list of ingredients about seven long, um, four of which are various salts magnesium chloride um so what is it uh, magnesium chloride calcium chloride potassium bicarbonate baking soda and i'm going to test for you and show you an antioxidant this will only take a second then we can get back but this is probably the better the better way to understand what we're drinking and how different it can be so i'll start this up and see if i can show you i don't know oh yeah Oh, okay, so what's happening right now is it's measuring the air because air is an oxidant. It's mm -hmm. an oxygen, right? Mm -hmm. So if I put it into the antioxidant smart water, it'll continue to read a positive reading, meaning that Coca-Cola, like that's one thing that I, I talk to with um, other people in my industry is Coca-Cola is actually on to us and they're trying to recreate it and sell it to people. Um, it's the same as Essentia. I wouldn't touch that that water with somebody else's stomach. Um, but what they're doing is, yeah, they're essentially trying to recreate what what we've been doing with ionization, and they're failing. So I call out Coca-Cola right there. That is an oxidant. Check this mm -hmm. out. I just poured this about an hour ago. Can you see that negative reading? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. so what that, 
So what that's reading is the antioxidant potential of the water that I work with. So essentially it pretty much offsets because I think the air was for something. And so you're, you're a little more than the, the, the air. So you're kind of offsetting it. Well, notice that the negative there, the mm-hmm. negative sign there. So what that means is that we are around a, a thousand jump from air to, to antioxidant. Watch mm-hmm. the, if you see this, when it's a positive, I'm trying to balance this with the camera here. When it's a positive, it's an oxidant. When it's a negative, it's an antioxidant. Gotcha. So when people start, yeah, when they start drinking this water on a daily basis, they essentially are neutralizing oxidative stress and damage. Nice. Yeah, now, be- before we became where we are in today's society, did we just drink river water? And did did river water was it antioxidant or was there was it an oxidant that poisoned us as well? Well, you know what? It's actually interesting that ionization happens in nature. And that happens when freshwater lakes get hit by electricity. And you'll actually split the water. The water will split one, one, I mean, it won't actually split, but hmm, I just had a thought, but I won't go there. Um, but if, um, if, if, lightning hits a freshwater lake it'll actually become an antioxidant for two to three days afterwards because Mm -hmm. of the ionization that happens in nature so there's a chance that they had antioxidant water um one thing that i think i found the most interesting when i started working with this because i actually work with a company um that's been researching and, and developing this for since 1935, isn't that crazy? crazy. So the history of the ionization is Michael Faraday was a scientist that worked with electricity in the late 1800s. And he discovered separating water um, in the late 1800s. That like just blew me away. I didn't even know they had electricity. (laughs) I'm not a history buff by any means. Um, So Michael Faraday discovered it. It ended up moving to Japan in the 1930s. Japan took on ionized or separated water largely because of the positive effects it had on radiation sufferers. Um, So they ended up doing a lot of studies and that's where most of the studies came from. In 1974, our company actually produced its first ionizer. So it's a little machine that hooks up onto the tap and it's about the size of a toaster and it zaps the tap water. Since then, they have been making medical grade equipment for 46 years, which is is boggling. Um, So they came over to the US in 2007 and started doing home appliances, essentially. So when I found this company, I I was already moving towards health coach. I'm I'm very, uh, I've always had a passion for that. So I found this water and realized that it could change a lot of people's lives. And so I, yeah, so I use that company as a manufacturer and I use those machines to help people um, that are suffering with, with different, uh, different age related things. Awesome. (laughs) So if, if we're not like, if tap water isn't good for us, bottled water isn't good for us, what, what are our solutions to start hydrating like with good water sources to make sure we're like operating at our peak potential 
Well, I say zap your tap. If you're ever looking for me on social media, you can also find me at hashtag zap your tap. Um, but what we're doing with, with an ionizer is we're actually taking uh, taking tap water, running it through a filter, which is just to clean it. And then it goes into the back of the machine into what's called an electrolysis chamber. When it's sitting there, electricity will zap that water and it'll actually split it into two different streams of water. So it'll split one water into two, the good water and the cleaning water. So we drink the, the high hydrogen good water and we dispose of the cleaning water. I am personally passionate about ending bottled water. Um, if you follow me anywhere, you'll probably see me taking on the big dogs like Nestle, like Coca-Cola. I am taking them on. I've got people that actually check in with me to see if I'm still here because mm. <laughs> I've got a few people that are pretty sure Nestle's coming for me. Um, but I mean, it's over. Bottled water is so 2019 anyway. It's over. It's destroying our planet. We're finding microplastics everywhere. I don't know if you've seen, but they're actually finding microplastics in placentas, human placentas now, mm -hmm. which means if you have a young child, there is an about a seven out of 10 chance that your baby actually is built partially out of plastic. And this is all happening largely to do with the giant scam that I call bottled water. Mm. Tell, me more, um, tell me more about the scam of bottled water. Is it because the plastic is, the water is absorbing the plastic and we're drinking it and we're taking on the plastic into our bodies? Absolutely. The chemicals, there's microplastic. Like, I mean, I've got a lot of people that, you know, really Fiji for some reason, and you never see any marketing about Fiji. I don't know why everybody thinks Fiji is the best. I'm sure it's amazing in Fiji. But when you look at a bottle of Fiji, pardon me, I'll just grab it. Um, when you look at a bottle of Fiji, you're looking at a water that has been in this bottle for upwards of 12 months. Isn't that shocking? Like I, when I used to drink bottled water, you'd get it from the gas station or wherever you got it. You drink it. It was cold. Ooh, fresh I, water. I remember it being in a can in a vending machine. I don't know if they still do that, but I do remember that. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I don't think I, I don't know if we, if we ever had canned water in, um, in Canada, but we definitely have this. Um, so just imagine drinking anything that's been in a plastic bottle for 12 months, let alone water, which is a solvent and a scavenger. So what it's doing for those 12 months is it's sitting on tarmacs being shipped all over the world in the heat. Imagine the heat of Dallas, Texas in the in the middle of the summer. Totally. And you've got cases and cases of bottled water that usually actually have a warning on the back, do not freeze, do not heat. The reason they have do not freeze, do not heat is because they know their plastic is falling apart. Mm. But we don't know where those 12 months of this water went to. You know, it could be sitting out in the middle of Canada right now. It's minus 25. And it's sitting on a truck at minus 25. It's freezing, it's heating, it's freezing, it's heating. It's letting go of not only microplastics, but a lot of the chemicals um, that are in the, in the plastic are now being found in our bodies. Bottled water, there's been a number of studies that show that bottled water is um, being linked to breast cancer. There's a particular chemical in the bottles um, that, that mimics an estrogen in men and women 
Um, and because of this false estrogen or this, this chemical that's in the bottles, it's actually being linked scientifically to breast cancer. And breast cancer for men is on the rise, which is really interesting. Um, that's, that's been something that, uh, I was looking at recently. So as far as bottled water goes, stop me if I'm talking too much, but you'll get me this going. Is perfect. When it comes this to is so good. So good. I'm going to let you rant. This is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I love ranting, especially about bottled water. So let me tell you a story. So Perrier in the seventies started bottled water. They came over to North America and they start and you can still find all their old commercials about how much cooler you were with bottled water, how you would drink bottled water and be perceived as more professional. Um, they were that was their entire marketing was about professionalism and they were really focused on the corporate America and offering Perrier as an alternative to beer or just plain water at business meetings and things like that. Right. Coca-Cola literally thought they were off their rocker. And this has also been documented. Coca-Cola did not jump into the bottled water game until the 80s because they watched Perrier make money off of selling water and they never thought it was possible. They like they talk about paradigm shift. So Coca-Cola and Pepsi jumped into the bottled water game in the 80s. So this is not that long ago. Considering what we're what we're facing right now with plastic pollution, I'm sure we everybody on there has seen this. Um, this is only the 80s. I mean, God, I was five years old, you know, and they just started selling bottled water, Aquafina and uh, Dasani. So in 2025, the bottled water industry is actually going to, they roughly estimate it, it's going to be about a $30 billion a year industry. And we are paying them. They are stealing our resources full on. Nestle goes around. And if you turn around and ask, even if you have a, a Google, ask your Google, why, why is Nestle such an evil corporation? I went viral on TikTok because of this. Because it wasn't me. I'm not spreading anything about Nestle. Google popped out with Nestle has been child trafficking. Nestle steals resources. We've, we've got um, a two Nestle plants here in Canada, and both of them are pumping, it's 100 million gallons for $2. How much do you pay for a bottle of Nestle? 100 million gallons for roughly about $2. They actually have a plant about 10 kilometers outside of Flint, Michigan, and they pump 200 million gallons of water per minute out of Michigan while the people 10,000 kilometers down the road have to buy their water because the water that's coming out of their taps is poison. Mm -hmm. So beyond being a health and hydration coach, I am trying to show the world that bottled water has got to stop. It's not a better option. It is by far a worse option largely than even just taking a filter to mm -hmm. your tap. If you can't sap your tap, filter it. Your tap water is tested every day multiple times a day to make sure it's safe and if people don't wake up and choose to start as you say zapping their tap or finding ways to you know to make their own water good for their bodies like fast forward 50 years from now and the companies continue to take out hundreds of thousands of gallons of water out of the the earth um what what happens to our water like our just like us having availability to drink water 
Well, don't even worry about 50 years from now. Um, this year, water started being traded on the open market, much like gold and silver and oil. So what we're looking at now is because we are creating a market for this stuff, they have realized that there's a market and there's money to be made, even more money to be made. Um, so, I mean, right now we're facing a water crisis. If we continue to buy it, we continue to support the market that they are, are profiting from. Mm. So now beyond that, we want to talk 50 years from, from 1980s to now, 2021, we're finding microplastics in women's placentas. We're finding microplastics in potatoes, in carrots, like it's everywhere. Um, you fast forward 50 years and we're literally going to be on a planet of garbage. And everybody and I, I have a major call out and I'm sorry to be that water nerd, that fired up water nerd, but if you buy it, you support it. And, and it's going to end up where the rich have clean water and you're going to be back to drinking out of hopefully zapped puddles. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's not the completely, sure, sure, sure. but that is it, right? Our water is a resource and it's unrenewable. So for somebody who's listening and maybe their mindset is starting to have some ahas, some insights uh, around changing the way they drink water, how do they justify making the investment to, to create good water for their bodies? Well, I did a, I did the numbers and it actually surprised me. Um, I did this not too long ago, uh, $4 a day, which I mean, I don't, I don't drink a whole lot of Starbucks, but when I was a, a water drinker in Canada, this bottle of Fiji right here at Walmart cost me $2 and 77 cents plus deposit and tax, call it three bucks. That's not enough water for a person in a day. Say you're spending $4 a day on bottled water or on anything, on coffee, on Starbucks. I don't know what you're spending $4 a day on. Do the numbers, on 20 years, you're gonna spend over $29,000 on poisoning yourself and poisoning the earth. I love it. You can buy a Camry, but instead you're buying oxidative stress and damage. Bottled water is going, there's more and more studies. I'm not the only person that's fired up about this. There's more and more studies on the chemicals on, I mean, Fiji alone has had three different recalls for arsenic, mm. you know, and, and do you know how recalls happen, Anthony? No, tell me. Somebody gets sick mm -hmm. straight up. That's what they don't read. And especially with bottled water, they are not under FDA for the States there. It's not a food. It's not a drug. So generally the FDA, they kind of fly under the radar. Um, most bottled water is tested if it's tested once a year or so. If there's something that happens in with a recall, such as E. coli, which has happened in the past, um, there was recently, I don't get it in Canada, it was a Poland spring product, I believe, and it was recalled recently for E. coli. Fiji's been recalled for arsenic. The only time that they're going to find out that there's something bad in the water is when someone gets sick. And so for everybody that's listening to this today, how important is it to you to drink this, that you would put your family or yourself at risk when there's obviously a better option? You know, I, I always say, 
bottled water is so 2019. <laughs> I know some people in my hometown, they, we have a spring uh, of natural water. Is it better to go Ooh. get a, like go to the natural spring uh, to get water and then maybe ionize it? Or is it better just to use the tap water and then ionize it? Just curious your thoughts. Spring water is fantastic. As long as like they're testing it to make sure, because I mean, you know, well water is the same thing. Any kind of groundwater. Um, another thing, you know, about about quality water is quality minerals. So those are fully natural minerals that are that are formed with the water molecule. Absolutely amazing. So if you happen to live next to a spring, then then maybe that's your best option. I'm totally open to people mailing me water. Um, that has been happening for the last year or so that people mail me water and I use the little machine that I just used there with you and check their water. I'd be more than happy. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people don't live next to a spring anymore. You know, we're living, we're city driven. Um, we're not, not a lot of us have that option. If you don't have that option, then I would highly suggest having a look at ERW or ionized water because um, that can be as good, if not better. Awesome. Yeah. Now, when people do have, let's just say spring water or wells, I grew up on well water, should they filter it or should they just drink it as it is if it's good water and, and ionize it potentially or should they filter it and then ionize it? I, I suggest for most of my clients to put a pre-filter, especially on well. Um, as long as your water is is drinkable you can put any water you want through the machine like you have to have a certain psi i think it's like 40 or something i don't know get me there but as long as there's a certain psi i've seen people literally hook them up in bathtubs of hotels because when you switch your water you don't go back <laughs> so people take them traveling um you i've seen people hook them up to garden hoses so absolutely you can hook it up to well water um, well water tends to be a very hard water, so lots of calcium, magnesium, and potassium. I generally will pre-filter some of that out just to protect the machine and keep it cleaner, but you don't necessarily need to. Mm. What is a good filter that you recommend for people? Oh, God. Um, I, I've been, I just... Oh, you're asking me a hard question because I just found one. Um, Ion Faucet has a really good options. Ion Faucet is a company that, that a lot of the ionizer companies use. Um, and they have a really good option. I can't think of an OcuFilter Ocu or something. Um, it actually will take out lead, which is awesome. Um, and a lot of the nitrates, a lot of the different chemicals. You know, there can be over 600,000 chemicals in our tap water. Wow. No, I did not know And that. conventional testing, when they're testing it at our water treatment plants, they're generally searching for about 100 of them. Mm. So a lot of things are flying under the radar with our water right now. Um, but yeah, but I can get you that information as far as awesome. pre-filtering goes. It's really not necessary. Our filters are my um, antimicrobial, antibacterial. They filter out a certain amount of lead, all of the chlorine. Um, I can show you chlorine tests that would absolutely blow you away. Um, our food actually soaks up a lot of chlorine when we wash it in tap water. And it, it's quite impressive when you when you see what's happening there. Mm. Um, switching your water definitely makes sense. <laughs> How much water should we drink every day? Uh, they say between an ounce, uh, between a half ounce to an ounce of every pound of you. Yeah, I've so, heard of the however much you weigh, uh, it's an ounce per pound. I've been down that road. 
I find yeah. I pee, I pee it all out. Like it's just going to every 20, 30 minutes, the water is just going to come out of me. Uh, a half a gallon of water for me a day feels good. I've studied some stuff from the Ayurvedic people. You know, if you go back into ancient India and their philosophy, if you ask them like how much water or when, you know, should you drink water? I love them because they're so, they're so like wise whenever you feel thirsty. <laughs> so I'm just, I have to disagree completely. Awesome. So, <laughs> I love that intestine water. So how much, like how much, I know you said a gallon or a half ounce or an ounce. Um, but if we were like peeing it all out, like we're not retaining it, how do we find a good balance there? Maybe, maybe we're just not drinking the right water. Right. Me, and maybe that would help re us retain the water. I don't know. You're the expert here. Not me. So one thing I will say is I, I, I teach my nephew and I know it, it's kind of strange to say this out loud here. How, what color is your pee? And, mine's, and his goal every mine's day, white. mine's white. Exactly. And that's perfect. If your pee is, is, is clear or close to then you're hydrated. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you have that, that's super strong, that's because of dehydration. Cause you've been in bed, not drinking any water. When you breathe, you release your water. When you sweat, you release your water. Um, so that's, what's, uh, what's a sign of dehydration is that really dark coloration, right? Right. Just because if it's clear, it doesn't mean it, it's not working. It means it is. What's happening is you is the water that you drink is going to scavenge your body, and hopefully, it's going to be an antioxidant. It's going to go through all of your all of your blood, all of your organs, everything. It's going to clean it out. I mean, it's like you know. I don't know, pouring water on anything. You know, if I have a pot full of, full of stuff and I pour water in, it's super dark. My pot's not clean. You know, like when you're doing dishes, it's until everything's, everything is clear water, then it's clean and it's cleaning your body. So don't be, don't be afraid that you're going to drink too much water. Generally people, I mean, it is a possibility, but generally people don't go there. There's more people that are dehydrated than overly hydrated. Yeah. What happens if you we know? drink too much water? Like I, we know what happens if we're dehydrated. What happens if we drink too much water? You can deplete your electrolyte. Yeah. Um, so if you're worried that you're drinking too much water, you can take a little bit of pink Himalayan salt, either put it directly onto your tongue just a little pinch or put it in water and you can replenish your electrolytes that way. I, I really want everyone to understand that Gatorade is, that's not what athletes are drinking. <laughs> that is not a proper source of electrolytes. All you need is a little bit of pink Himalayan salt and you'll be completely fine. Drinking water every day that has seven different salts in it the only reason they're putting this much salt in water is because they want to sell you your next bottle yeah plain and simple don't it's not electrolytes and you are not there especially in north america you'd be pretty hard pressed to find somebody that doesn't intake enough salt um that's <laughs> so if you're worried about electrolytes then absolutely there's lots of health food options like the health food stores can show you some electrolytes but you can just use general himalayan awesome perfect well if people want to know more about you um if they want to get some stuff to help them with get the right water where can they go so you can find me on hashtag zap your tap or hashtag stop bottled water it um it amazes me that 
I have that hashtag and that there's not millions of people using this hashtag. We all have to stop bottled water. Um, so you can find me either there or at my website, which is zapyourtapwater.com. Awesome. Um, there's a lot of information there. I am also on TikTok um, as Marie the Water Nerd. Perfect. Pretty much awesome. anywhere you can find me there. Awesome. Well, Marie, thank you so much for being here with today and just sharing your expertise on water. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Drink good water. Well, there you have it, my friend, Marie Gardner in the house. That was a really eye-opening conversation for me. I hope it was for you because I didn't know a lot of that stuff about water. And like, of course, I knew like most corporations, like they don't really have their customers' best interests at heart. I think we probably all know that. But what I didn't know was all the stuff about water and how we can, can take control of ensuring that we create like a great water source for ourselves. So I really hope this episode has opened your eyes as much as it has mine and really helps you start taking water a lot more seriously and really taking your hydration seriously. So at a cellular level, you have more abundance so you can go forth and create more abundance. So that's all I have for this episode of the Anthony Chinese podcast. I hope it served you. Hope it's inspired you to drink more water and really go out and create like quality water. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, send it over to them in their DM, screenshot it, share it on social media, send them an email, text message, whatever you have to do, get this episode in their ear holes. And please keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes because that's what helps get the show found by more people. Every single week, I'm bringing you two episodes uh, and it's this awesome way to give back to me as I'm giving to you um, to go over there, leave me a, like a review on iTunes. Really helps me out, helps show out. So thank you so much for being here. Until next time, my friend, I'm out. Peace. Well, that's all I've got for this episode of the Anthony John Amix podcast. But we have plenty more to help you become unstoppable in life and business. So head on over to ajamix.com for exclusive resources, information, and tools to help you break through to a new level of freedom, purpose, and success. I look forward to having you back for the next episode. Bye for now.